Welcome to Soccer Talk, a podcast about soccer, mostly in Iowa, presented by Kick It Forward. Kick It Forward is a positive disruptor to the Iowa soccer community. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Insurance Services and Michael Keener, Attorney at Law. You need legal help? You need insurance help? Those are the two to contact. That's right. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Iowa soccer supporters. I'm Ben Brackett here with my good buddy and co-host, Blake Siebers. Siebs, what's up? Good afternoon, Ben. Good to be uh, back in the saddle doing another pod, uh, kind of part of our new mini pitch series. Cranking them out these days, aren't we? We are. Back to normal. Um, we almost have been pretty good about putting one out every single Friday, too, for a few weeks, and then I dropped the ball. Sorry. It's all right. That internet bill, um, you know, if you don't pay that, they don't, uh, <laughs> they don't allow you to use their service. So, uh, well, so today's a, a new guest for us. Um, we're still kind of sticking with uh, our Rhode Island mini pitch project, just kind of um, enjoying having some new interviewees on the pod. Um, and, you know, again, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, we had uh, Katie Naughton on the Houston Dash. And we've had Jeff Lorenowitz on several times, uh, currently with Atlanta United and the MLS. But then through this whole mini pitch project, um, we've gotten to know a few other guys and have asked them to kind of come on and give us some time. So today we've got Julian Gressel of DC United uh, for a pretty cool little chat. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good talking to him. I mean, MLS Rookie of the Year a couple of years ago, so um, pretty acclaimed uh, MLS yeah, and a cool kind of story. Um, you know, we, it's everybody's kind of got a different path, of course. And Julian grew up in Germany, and then uh, went to Providence College, and you know, then has uh, been playing at MLS for a few years now. Um, so again, just kind of unique uh, path to where get where he got, and um, a good little chat. So hopefully, I'll enjoy it. All right, Julian Gressel, welcome to the pod. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Um, you haven't gotten to meet Blake yet, but this is Blake. Uh, Blake, Julian, hello, hello. We could have just done that. Oh, one. man. Recall. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so usually we ask, uh, we have like a standard first question we ask. Uh, and since this is your first time on with us, we'll go ahead and we'll start that way. So, uh, Julian, is this the first time you've ever been on a podcast? No. I figured that would be the answer. Yeah, we got a pro here. <laughs> I've been on a few, um, yeah, I've been on a few podcasts, um, always as a guest. Obviously, I'm, I don't have my own yet, um, but it's definitely something that interests me a lot. I've, I've started to listen to a lot more uh, podcasts as my commute has gotten longer in this past okay. year. So, Well, so tell us a little, that's a good segue. Tell us a little bit about uh, your life in D.C. these days. How is it? Uh, it's good. I mean, it was uh, it was new, obviously, to start uh, coming from Atlanta this past January. Um, we thankfully have them had the move all done before uh, the shutdown happened, and we had to quarantine at home. And um, so we were in the city to start in DC. Had an apartment there. Um, enjoyed our time there. It was obviously a bit different with everything being shut down, but we like to go into the city and. And walk around and uh, um, yeah, just see. It's such a unique city, right? It's the capital, so um, it was cool to be kind of in that area. And then 
uh, with the baby news, we decided to actually uh, find a house or get a house. And uh, now we all live in. Thank you. Thank you. Now we live in the suburbs and uh, about 45 minutes from the city, um, have a house here and, and enjoy that life as well. But it's been good so far. So we actually were in D.C. Uh, what, in January. The winter. Yeah, yeah in January. We, we stayed up at Georgetown area. Uh, it was the first time I'd been around there. It was a good, good time. Yeah, Georgetown was awesome. I was just there this past weekend. It's great. Uh, great to go out there um, and enjoy the day. I think it's, a, it's an awesome part of D.C. Um, but we lived uh, in the Navy Yard right near the stadium. Um, okay. Pretty new area. So um, it, it was cool. It was awesome. Yeah. So quick, tell us a little bit about uh, just D.C. United in general. You know, you guys have a new stadium. Um, how was playing in the bubble? You know, kind of just give us a little rundown on what's been going on. Yeah, I mean, soccer-wise, it, it's not really going the way we obviously wanted it to. Um, we're struggling a bit um, from just a pure soccer standpoint. But I think, um, yeah, like you said, I think, you know, we got a new stadium um, that opened a few years ago, I believe. And that um, I think the whole area there with the Nats Stadium is right there, too. So um, you have the whole area that's pretty excited about it, um, where the whole 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 city kind of kind of has something to go to, you know, and then old RFK stadium is not, um, is not relevant anymore. Um, but uh, you yeah, like with old Wayne Rooney by what, like six months or something? Uh, a few months only, not even, oh. not even six months, but like, but like three months, maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, it's been, it's been good. DC has been good. The, the, the club's a bit different obviously than, than what it is in Atlanta. Um, and I think it's it's trying to like to yeah revamp itself a bit a little bit. Um, it's such an historic club with with so many years in, under its belt already. Obviously, an original MLS MLS club. So um, we're trying to turn things around on the on the soccer side of it and 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 get back to you know having DC United be one of the top teams in in, in MLS. Obviously, like I said, that's not happening at the moment. But hopefully, we'll be here for a few. I'll be here for a few years, and hopefully, within that time frame, we can make that happen. So talk about a little bit about the bubble, how that was, what your experience was down there, um, how different and kind of some good things, bad things, just overall thoughts down there. Yeah, the bubble was interesting. Um, I think that's a pretty good word to describe it. It was at, at first everybody was really skeptical going into it. Um, but then I actually thought it turned out pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. Unique, obviously, um, where you have a whole resort just to yourselves and to your teammates and some other guys around the league that you usually don't see like that throughout the year. Um, so it was nice to to kind of connect uh, with some players that you, you've gotten to know throughout the league. Um, and, you know, it was a way for us to get back on the field. And I think that that was important uh, because we we obviously love what we do and, and we wanted to have that, that feeling again of, of being on the pitch and, and being able to play and, and do what we love and um, Orlando and, and the bubble gave us a chance to do that. Um, at the same time, obviously, financial reasons were massive. Um, and, and to be able to play soccer in front of um, cameras and where the fans could watch us, um, that obviously played a big part as well. And, and yeah, I'm glad um, for the most part, um, everybody um, kind of got out of it healthy. I know a few teams got hit pretty hard, but I feel like they could have gotten hit pretty hard at home as well. And it seems like they brought it in from their home markets anyway. So um, yeah, I think it was it was a, a very well executed uh, plan, and then um, overall pretty positive after the fact. To be honest, talk about did you guys play a ten a.m. game? Yeah, we so that, one like that was the last time you played at ten a.m. And then uh, talk about just kind of how that experience was. 
Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. I don't even remember the last time I played a 10 a.m. <laughs> I actually think in college here in Georgetown, they had uh, thunderstorms and it was like a one o'clock kickoff for us and the thunderstorms were supposed to hit at one o'clock. So they moved the game up to like 10.30 or something uh, the night before. So that was probably the last time I actually played 10 a.m. game. And, but in the Orlando Heat, it was, it was brutal uh, to get up uh, early at like 5.30, go get breakfast, force yourself to eat like, like some, some carbs, like pasta in the morning. Oh. Um, yeah, it was tough. I've heard, I was going to say, I've heard that they have like, you know, they have your basically your chicken breast and pasta for yeah. you just because it's like it's pregame, so that's what you eat. Exactly. And then, oh. I mean, you, you retaste that almost at halftime, you know, it always <laughs> <comes> back up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, during the game, it, 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 it was tough. It was tough to play. But like I said, it was a way for us to play again and for us to get back on the field. Um, and I think every team had to do it. Um, so, you know, everybody went through it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, um, you know, you, you've had some downtime, obviously we were doing the mini pitch project. That's, you know, ultimately why we're, we're chatting today. Um, and you've kind of come together with some of your old, uh, you know, teammates, but then you've got the Providence college connection as well. Um, so, I mean, maybe just before we dive into that, just give us a quick, you know, it sounds like uh, you were, you know, you're German, a German national. That how how did you end up in in Providence? Um, and then what was that transition like? Because I mean, obviously, I lived in Providence, and it's an awesome place, but it'd probably be different than Germany. Yeah, definitely different. Um, but for me, it was I was at a time in Germany where I, I I wanted to figure out how to play soccer at a pretty high level and and go to school at the same time. And for me in Germany, that probably wouldn't have been possible or really would have been really difficult. So I decided to kind of, yeah, branch out culturally and, and, and explore the option of going to college. And uh, there's an organization that helped me um, and they got in touch with, with the coach at Providence, um, Craig Stewart, um, who's still the coach now. And he, um, yeah, he reached out and we had really good conversations. It was, for me, it was between Providence and, and, and FIU uh, in Miami. Um, I ultimately chose Providence because um, I thought the school was better and, and the coach was a bit more invested in me, which, which turned out to be the best decision of my life, to be honest, to, to attend Providence. Um, and uh, yeah, Providence was awesome. I mean, it was definitely different, different to Germany, but I didn't, I didn't go there thinking it was going to be the same. I wanted to take the next step as a, as a person um, and, and, like I said, study and play soccer at a high level, but also develop uh, myself and, and get um, you know, a new culture, um, have a, a new language. I'm now speaking more than German. <laughs> so it's, Did you uh, learn English just, before you moved? Yeah, I had English for about eight years in school before, gotcha. but it's school English, you know, like it's, right. it's teaching, it's, it's very, very different. So that first semester was certainly interesting uh, from, a, from a language <laughs> standpoint. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome time and, and I couldn't have imagined it, it going any better, to be honest. You've almost lost your like accent. You know, yeah. I think if you it's, would know, you may not think. Uh, I would agree. What, so growing up in Germany, uh, were there like futsal courts or mini pitches, uh, anything like that that you guys um, that you grew up playing on, or what was it like growing up? Yeah, playing? yeah. So we actually, I actually got lucky because we lived right across the street from our local like soccer regular field. So I would just always sneak on there until I get kicked off. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's, it actually got a lot more popular um, when I, like when I was like 13, 14, they started building indoor facilities with turf and, you know, those little 5v5 uh, courts and all that stuff. So it got a lot more popular um, in that sense. But 
um, yeah, you, I mean, I saw, I see so many kids that just play on the street, right. That, that play kind of wherever, wherever they can get a ball and some friends together. Uh, they make goals with their shoes and, and, and that's it. You know, you just, you just play. Um, so to do this now, to tie it back uh, to kind of Providence, uh, the Providence area was a great opportunity, obviously for me to, to get involved in um, when Jeff, Jeff Lorenowitz approached me about it and uh, to do it with him and, and Michael Parkhurst and, and Scotty Caldwell and, and some of those other guys to then even, even yeah benefit a, a, an organization like Project Gold that I've actually personally worked with is like the perfect, perfect match. And uh, it was a no brainer for me. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun to, um, to do it so far and I'm excited to kind of see it all develop uh, over the next few months and uh, then obviously see some, see some action on that court as well. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good reason to get back to Providence. That's right. I'm definitely gonna definitely gotta visit it and, and get my get a few minutes in on that on that court. <laughs> oh well. So I don't want to jump too far ahead, but we should probably ask you if you're gonna if you're if you were picking your uh, five aside team for that mini pitch. Let's think uh, your top like your your top MLS squad. Who are your guys? MLS gonna, squad. Assuming assuming you make the team, who who are you gonna fill it out with? Did all the other guys uh, mention me at all? In the- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, good, a good plug, isn't it, man? It if is. Julian would have listened to our podcast with Jeff, he would know who Jeff's yeah, uh, exactly. side uh, No, so, well, so Jeff focused on his Revolution teammates. He's seen, so he went with, like, an all-revs team. Um, okay. Really old so, yeah, so it's I, mean, all- I haven't been in MLS too long, and I'd probably go with other guys than Jeff because he's been in MLS, feels like, forever, right? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty old. <laughs> Can you make yeah, it so, you just you've played with? Like guys that you've played with? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I, 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 guys like like Michael Parker, Stephen comes to mind, right? A good defender that can still play at his feet very well. Uh, Darlington Nagby, uh, got to have a finisher, right? So Joseph Martinez, probably do Miguel on their own and then myself. I mean, <laughs> we, were, we, couldn't, we couldn't believe that Jeff didn't say uh, uh, Joseph. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, anyway. you you got to have hardworking guys around him, that's for sure. Um, but he is still just such a pure finisher and be a good good teammate in that. What are you doing with your uh, – so you haven't had a goalkeeper. Are you guys playing like sweeper keeper with Parkhurst or what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We used it. to have this game – we used to have played this game in Atlanta where the day before the game we just have a fun practice and everybody would always go – like switch up going to goals and I'd be most of the times going to goals. So maybe I would be the keeper. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So kind of funny um, when you talk about uh, your time in Providence and we didn't, we ne- you and I never overlapped, but when I was, I was there from 2003 to 2007 and I coached a player uh, while I was there named uh, Wilder Arbeloa, uh, who I think. Arboleda. Was, oh, Arboleda, Arboleda. sorry. Yeah, he, was yeah. a, he was a senior when you were a freshman. Is that right? That's right. It's actually funny that you mentioned his name because he was probably the one guy that kind of uh we were roommates um that first season uh, on the road trips and stuff so he was a pretty big mentor of mine I, I guess you can say in that sense where where he was yeah we we're pretty good friends and he's a great guy uh he got me hooked on netflix and like, all those types of things i had no idea when i came over so it was um yeah it's funny I, I still do things that that we started doing back then like having little like we always on the road trips. We would always take one Sour Patch Kids pack, for example, to with us to like the night before the game. We'd always eat that together. I still do that to this day. Like just bring a little something with me 
um, as like a little treat the day before the game, which, you know, it, it's, it is what it is, but it's just something um, where we've, we've connected a lot and he's a great guy. And then, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was so fortunate to, to, to come into an environment like, a, like I was at Providence College and it's, uh, they've, been, they've been great and um, I probably wouldn't have had the success I had uh, without them. Yeah. Well, Wilder used to, because I, I would hop in training, obviously, because when you're, you know, when I'm in college, of course, that's the only thing I want to do is play. Uh, and Wilder used to just, like, for a 14, 15-year-old, he was still just, like, destroying me. Uh, it was pretty, pretty disheartening, uh, really. He's a good player, though. Would, would, he make yeah, your, would he make your Providence College five-a-side team? Uh, probably, yeah. I think so. I think he would. Probably, probably I think. So. I think he would. Uh, I think he would actually. He still is in around the area and, and coaches uh, a lot yeah. of the area. So I'm sure he'll be out on the pitch if, uh, once it's done, and he'll he'll play. He'll run that court for sure. Um, <laughs> Providence College five-a-side team. Man, I gotta think back. I've had so many teammates there. That's the, that's the thing about about college. You have so many teammates throughout your four years there. That's crazy. Um, Jeff, Jeff had some trouble uh, with his as well. So. Uh, but I'm sure you can come up with, you know, so Wilder, Wilder obviously makes a squad, it sounds like. Yeah, Wilder makes a squad. Let's go Kiesel, Broom, and Goal, um, who's also a senior, or, yeah, senior when I got there, but then had a redshirt year, so he was there two years. Is he a proper um, keeper, or is he uh, your sweeper keeper? He was a, a he's a regular keeper. All right, so he's, he's got a, a keeper keeper. Does he have yeah. good feet? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot stopper, you know, you need that in the five aside. Um, who, who else? I'll just probably go with my classmates other than that. I mean, Don Machado, very small, technical. He's on the Providence College men's staff team, uh, staff right now, team staff. Um, uh, we had this Norwegian guy, Marcus Nagelstad, who could uh, do, yeah, he's a very technical, really good shot. Probably him, and I need one more, right? Um, who? Uh, yeah. Would you make your own squad? That's four. So me, yeah, yeah I guess me, yeah. yeah. There you go. See that, but that was what Jeff said too. He was like, "I'm just gonna pick all like my my guys that I like to play with, like my buddies." Yeah, that's what it all comes down. Like to. Like I said, I uh, my roommates, you know, my my uh, my classmates that I've I've spent all four years there with. Just real, since we're on that subject, just talk, you guys have some success there um, at Providence. Um, any kind of like good experiences, um, which I'm sure is probably interesting coming over, um, being introduced to, like you said, kind of the academic side of things, as well as college soccer, which college soccer, there's definitely some abnormalities. Um, I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah, like playing two or three times in a week, you know, the NCAA tournament itself. What'd you think? Yeah, it's 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 different. Um, college, I I was shocked when I first got there. I mean, you, to play Friday and then Sunday right away again, like, whew, <laughs> man, yeah, I know you get more subs, but still, <laughs> still want to still want to be out there and play. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's unique. College soccer is so unique to to what what it's like in the world and um, to really anywhere else. Um, but. It was such a good time for me where I, I really needed it, you know, from a personal and, uh, and yeah, just a soccer standpoint, physical standpoint for me, where I was able to, um, to develop my game a bit more, to really talk more in depth with the coaches, to work individually a lot more, to, 
um, yeah, just take, take that next step, which for some guys, it, it just takes a while to develop, you know, and, and for me, I, I needed that, um, where not everybody is, is ready to go pro at 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, um, I'm just a little bit of a late bloomer in that sense. And the college system was great for me there. If I probably would have thrown into, to an MLS environment in that moment, um, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm have the same impact that I'm having now or that I've had a, in the past three years, you know? Do you have ambitions to go back to Europe? Um, at the moment, um, I think we're pretty settled here, to be honest. I, uh, I have... For what? Almost, not quite 10 years, but seven, eight years? Eight, yeah, seven, eight years, yeah. So um, it's just been, it's been, a, it's been so much fun here, to be honest with you. I've, I've had such a good time in MLS in college and, and now MLS. And um, to really get, have a family now here in, in the States, my wife is from here. Um, and really be, you know, I'm, I'm not the youngest anymore. I think I can be realistic about it. I'm turning 27 soon. And um, most European or, or German clubs, especially look at, uh, you know, look the, look the American way for younger talents, you know, that, that they can develop like an Alfonso Davies or Chris Richards or, you know, Tyler Adams or, or whoever you want to name, Josh Sargent, you know, like you have, you have guys like that. Um, where it's really rare that um, an older, yeah, older in that sense player player goes back over there and, and makes an immediate impact because um, I think the MLS is still viewed sometimes as as not the not the highest quality of leagues where um, general managers coaches might not trust um, you know players that like like myself uh, right from the start. But yeah. that being said, if the right opportunity presents itself and and there's a there's a chance for me to go and, and, and it would it, it make sense for me and my family, then I probably wouldn't hesitate and, and take it. You know, yeah. it's, it's always a two way street in that sense. Yeah. Right on. That makes sense. Um, so maybe uh, just let's wrap it up. We want to keep your, your uh, keep you all afternoon, but maybe uh, just let's talk a little bit more about project goal. Um, you know, so you worked, it sounds like you not only, uh, worked for prior, you know, volunteer for project goal, but you actually coached Darius's, uh, son. Darius is the executive director of project goal, right? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Um, he, he says it all the time. I coached so many little kids back then and it was, <laughs> like kind of blurred a little bit together. I kind of just, to be honest, did it a little bit more for the money than, than for yeah. actually anything yeah. else, but. We've all been there <laughs> here in college. That's what, that's like the main reason to coach. That's right. That's so I don't right. even know. So will you just will you? Because um, I don't know even what Ben exactly did. But what was your kind of role with Project Gold? Did you guys just kind of show up? Were you guys like coaching on the weekends or just after school, or what did you guys do? Yeah. So in this in the spring season for us, it was it was pretty light, right? I mean, we didn't have any season or anything in in, in soccer. So we um, we made a commitment within the team that we had to get a certain amount of uh, community service hours. Um, and Project Go would be on that list where I, I want to say every Friday, three or four guys from our team would go um, to their school and then do homework at first with the kids um, and then play soccer with them afterwards. Um, so it was, it was a two-way street, right? That's what Project Go is all about, where the schoolwork comes first and then you kind of have your reward in, in, in soccer afterwards. Um, where it was fun to just hang out with the kids and, and talk to some parents and um, yeah I mean it, and they, it they, a, even though at that point you're just a college player right like the kids look yeah. up to you so much they think you're like you know I mean like you're walking on water basically right 
yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome to see and just to spend time with them to, to see their passion for, for soccer. And then, you know, obviously dreading schoolwork sometimes and kind of like, can't wait to get out there and play. Um, it, it kind of, for me, it's always a, a way to, to see really, um, it makes you appreciate what you do a bit more, um, you know, on a, on a daily basis. And I mean, that, that kind of what drove me, you know, to continue to work hard and then maybe make it, make it as far as, or, or even further than what I did now. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience and project goal has done, done great things. And I'm really excited that this will, this will help them and, and get that experience for the kids, um, make that even better. Um, you know, and, and all the, PC guys um, that will come after me that will go there um, in the coming years. We'll, we'll have a great way to, to interact with them on, on that field. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Julian. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you in Rhode Island here soon enough. Uh, hopefully we'll get to hop on the pitch and uh, maybe the kick it forward squad will take on the MLS guys or something. That could be pretty yeah, fun. <laughs> that, that would be fun. That'd be awesome. Bring the shin guards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'll just stay out of the tackles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Julian. All right. Thanks. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Siebs. That was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. Um, it's going to be fun to hear what some of these other guys have to say about their five-side squads, though, isn't it? It is, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, Julian's uh, former teammates and yeah, uh, he makes have to say about this as well. <laughs> I love that he he's like, wait, so what do the other guys say? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get, get the uh, get conversation going in the circles there. I know, I love it, I love it. Uh, well, so we're again, you know, really excited to be working on this project out in Rhode Island. Um, you know, I know for some of you Iowa listeners, you may be kind of um, more like you know, like less interested in this because it, it's not happening here in Iowa. Um, but uh, never fear, we're also working on. Lots of other uh, mini pitch projects here throughout the state, not just the uh, our pro Iowa um, initiative. So, so Ben, where can uh, where can listeners go to uh, to raise money for the Central Falls project? Oh, that's a great question, Blake. Um, they can go to www.kifsoccer.org. Uh, and guess what, Ben? Backslash. They, no, ben, if they go to dot org. Oh, it gets you there. It does. Good, good stuff. So we're, we've actually raised quite a bit of money so far. So go check it out. Um, there's a cool little video from the Mayor Central Falls there, um, plus some more uh, information about the project. So should be cool if you check it out. Uh, we appreciate your support. Um, and hopefully we'll see you uh, in Providence at the, uh, or in Central Falls for the big unveiling here soon enough. Thanks, Julian. Cheers. Thank you.